do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may be able to prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. Romans 12.2 This is Resistance and Reformation on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. Thomas Bruce, the 11th Earl of Kincardine and the 7th Earl of Elgin, was born in 1766 at Broomhall, the royal family seat just across the Firth of Forth from Edinburgh, outside the Fife village of Dunfermline. The manorial house was built in 1702 by William Bruce, Lord Elgin's great-great-grandfather. He was the royal warrant architect to King Charles II, famed for his Jacobite Palladian designs for Thurlstane Castle and Holyrood Palace. The house was remodeled in 1766 by John and Robert Adam, the neoclassical architects who designed many of the iconic streets and squares of Edinburgh's Newtown and Bath's Royal Crescent. But the most important and enduring renovations were undertaken during the first decades of the 19th century by Lord Elgin. Resplendent in a nascent Greek Revival style, the extensive new constructions included a central portico mimicking the Temple of Minerva, two lateral porticos copying uh, Propylaean gates, and a grand entrance designed to resemble the Agora of Thessalon. Lord Elgin intended to display his massive collection of antiquities in the house, including the precious marbles he had purchased from the ruins of the Athenian Acropolis. Lord Elgin had risen to the rank of lieutenant general in the Scots Guards during the Napoleonic Wars. He also served in the British Diplomatic Corps as His Majesty's Royal Envoy to Habsburg, Austria, to the Netherlands, and to Hohenzollern, Prussia. In 1798, he was dispatched to Constantinople as the newly appointed ambassador to the Ottoman Empire. The ongoing conflict with revolutionary France had made the eastern Mediterranean and good relations with the Turks a strategic linchpin in Britain's foreign policy aims. Lord Elgin served ably and effectively forging trade agreements throughout the region and opening commercial routes into the Black Sea for British merchants for the very first time. Fascinated by the extraordinary ancient ruins scattered all across the Aegean, Lord Elgin commissioned draftsmen and modelers to produce detailed drawings and plaster castings of various classic buildings, statues, and artifacts. His hope was to make his embassy an encouragement to artists and architects back home in Scotland and in England. The Parthenon was the centerpiece of the magnificent Athenian Acropolis. It was built as a temple to the goddess Athena 
during the 5th century, the Golden Age of Greece, immediately following the Persian Wars. It also served as the city treasury and the administrative center of the Delian League. By the middle of the 2nd century BC, Athens and all the Greek city-states had been absorbed into the Roman hegemony, and the Parthenon was used primarily as a surplus grain warehouse. Then, sometime around 435 AD, the building was converted for use as a Christian church, and for the next 1,000 years, it was consecrated as Ecclesia Theotokos, the Church of the Mother of God. The fall of Constantinople and the conquest of the Byzantine Empire by the Ottoman Muslim Horde in 1453 put the entire Christian world of the Eastern Mediterranean in grave jeopardy. Five years later, the danger was realized in Greece when Ottoman forces conquered Athens. Afterwards, the Turks variously used the Parthenon as a mosque, as a gunpowder magazine, and as a munition depot. In 1687, during the Turkish Morean War with Venice, a mortar round struck the building, igniting a devastating explosion, leaving the Parthenon and much of the rest of the Acropolis in utter ruin. Over the next century, the rubble of the venerable edifice would be looted, pillaged, defaced, and vandalized. Lord Elgin recognized this tragic world heritage loss and determined to recover and restore whatever he possibly could, beginning in 1801. The task proved to be more than a little difficult— but after more than two years of excavations, he was able to salvage more than 80 crates of artifacts, including 17 pedimental sculpture fragments and 15 metopes. The precious cargo was loaded onto the HMS Mentor, embarking for the long voyage to Brenton through the war-ravaged Mediterranean and on into the contested Atlantic, but the mentor never made it out of the Aegean. Buffeted by storms raging along the Ionian coast, it was shipwrecked. Lord Elgin spent a considerable fortune on divers to recover the sunken treasure, finally able to deliver the last of the marbles to Britain in 1812. By that time, though, his debts far outstripped his resources, and he was forced to begin selling off his extraordinary trove of antiquities piecemeal. On the recommendation of a select committee of Parliament, the marbles were purchased and transferred in trust to the British Museum, where they have been on display since 1817. Beginning in 1821, the decade-long Greek War for Independence from the Ottomans would bring even more destruction and devastation to Athens, the Acropolis, and the last remaining remnants of the Parthenon uh, were wrecked. 
The majestic marbles would never grace Lord Elgin's Broom Hall Manor House in Fife, but thankfully they were saved for posterity, and his passion for the art and architecture of the Golden Age helped to launch an unprecedented spate of Greek Revival building projects uh, that would earn for Edinburgh, capital city, for the Resistance and Reformation, the titular sobriquet, the Athens of the North. I'm George Grant on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. For more information and for resources, go to georgegrant.net or to adoringgod.org.